Okay, Joey, we'll take you off the hot seat. I'm off the hot seat. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sit differently. So, <laughs> James, this one's back out. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's cool it down. Um, James, this one's for you. I'm curious. Okay. Uh, we talked about in the in the break. What are some things we might disagree about? And we said potentially politics. Um, I'm curious. We don't we don't need to go into necessarily anything too specific, although we can. But uh, how does your faith inform your politics? How does it how does it inform how you see the world and um, voting? Well, I think so. Like my faith gives me a like a moral baseline, and I think like po- politics. A lot of politics, especially more so now, is there's a lot of moral is is morality. Um, so you know, kind of, we're living in a world where which is fairly divisive, and uh, kind of people like yeah, like yeah, kind of, and you, your morality will shape. You know, you you are you vote for someone or don't vote for someone depending on what you might think of them and how they they do that. So for instance, at the last UK general election, I spoiled my ballot because I really did not trust anyone who is leading I, I i wrote like there was an awful lot of latent lies in the last general election in the uk so i spoiled my ballot and wrote on my ballot the truth matters because i just had enough of it um and like i think that will affect the way i look at people and judge people and say hey do you, you like hey do i think you're an upright person and worthy of being uh my mp or your party believes in what is it similar to what I believe in like will do something justly because you're never going to agree with them anywhere and anyone on anything so look at it something like that and then yeah just generally look at what these people believe and say do I like is there anything here that I can't believe in uh and if not which group do I think stands for in the best way possible what I stand for because you're never gonna you know, everyone has different opinions and certainly in the UK or the US where it's there's only two parties to vote for really um you're not gonna fully agree with these people but kind of look for which one I think will represent me and my views the best um I guess it's different here in the Netherlands where you have proportional representation and uh parties who might uh represent you a little bit better yeah definitely a big difference all I, I do have to say that I would love to uh, slim them down a little bit because there's way too many. <laughs> is but, there uh, a lot? I'm still learning. So is there um, a lot of parties? Man, honestly, I'm not up to date at all, but I believe that there's like, what, 24 parties you can vote for? Um, something like that. Let me, James, are you Googling? I'm Googling. I'm Googling. Oh, okay. Everyone's yeah, Googling so, it. I'm not, though. I should, I should be ashamed because I'm not really uh, up to date with this but there, there's way, way too many parties and i discussed this with a friend as well and what what we would love is to have a middle there's party left right extreme right extreme left so that makes it there's easier. 15 parties sitting in the house of representatives at the moment uh four of them are in a coalition government wait and all of those parties have representatives so there are 15 different parties uh, all of whom have at least uh, two representatives, uh, and then there are four parties which are like the government party uh, hmm. in a coalition. Cool. Yeah, and you can vote for all of them. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's no constituencies over here, is there? It's like you vote, and they represent everyone. 
who voted for them as opposed to in the US or the UK where you vote for a representative or an MP and they represent your local area. So that's the difference between uh, yeah. how the Dutch have done it and how Britain and America yeah. have done it. Hmm. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, and it, for the most part it works, but again, if you want to vote, you have to read all 15 parties, you have to listen what the representatives are saying, who do you believe, who do you trust, and it's way too much. That's why, that's why I'm not up to date with it, because it's way too much work. And sadly enough, my family is not really up to date with it as well, so I don't really have people to discuss this with. Uh, so I kind of neglected it, which is a bad thing, I should vote more. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so slimming it down to like five parties, like middle, left, right, extreme, right, extreme, left. Because that way you can get more of a glimpse of what you want to follow instead of trying to figure out who just all of them. <laughs> Joey, for you, or, or I guess, I don't know, yeah, how people do it here. But is there, um, do people kind of go by issues? They're like, this is the thing I care a lot about. Or do they go by personalities? I like this person that's running. Um, both, definitely both. Uh, there's one very specific one that had a big uh, shot at the election last year, or maybe even the year before that. Uh, Geert Billers. You hey. might, you might have seen or heard this guy before. <laughs> heard about him? Yeah. Uh, Blake, just straight to the point. He's he's a racist. He's not a nice guy. He has a really, and he's always yelling to other parties. But there's also a lot of Dutch people that like like him because of the things he's been saying, like make uh, the Dutch people own uh, own the Netherlands again, throw away as many immigrants as possible, close up the borders, and a lot of Dutch people agree with that. Huh. But for some reason, he never wins, <laughs> which is funny. Oh, uh, his party is not doing very good. Well, his party, but he as a leader, not so much. Um. But uh, yeah, but um, so uh, personality-wise, yeah, we like the prime minister. We, we're complaining about this guy for years, but for some reason, what is this? Is sixth year that he's that he's on top? That he's still there? <laughs> oh. So there's a lot of complaints, but people still vote for him because apparently the things he promises and he and the things he does are still good enough. Huh. Even though I feel like this year or. Is this year? Yeah, this year should be a shift. I feel like there's a shift coming. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like uh, <laughs> looking at the at the US right now, people didn't really vote for personality, I guess. Well, well I mean, actually, maybe that's what they only per uh, voted for. They wanted that well, reality TV star on. Yeah, well, well, we'll see in November what happens. It right. Yeah. Interesting. As long as it's not Kanye West, I'm down. <laughs> Guys, I'm the American on this right now, and I might vote for Kanye West. If only Caitlyn Jenner is his vice president. <laughs> yeah, and Kim Kardashian is the first lady. It's going to be a great team. It's going to be a great team. <laughs> They're going to have a new Netflix special called <laughs> Kim in the White House. <laughs> Keeping it real with Kim in the White House. Um, politics in America will be even more a joke than it already just, is sometimes. Just cut all this out, you'll lose all your listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, Get rid of the actual politics. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the reason I ask, looping it all back to 
spirituality um, is sometimes it feels like, you know, looking at our name between two worlds, sometimes the two worlds that I feel is my, my religious world or my, uh, who, who I am as a Christian, spirituality, and then politics. And it's like two very different worlds. But uh, ideally, politics is um, you applying your worldview to how you to, to real world real, wow, real world problems, things that, that the society is addressing. And so it's funny, sometimes people say, well, we want to take religion out of politics or something. But but religion is just the simple like working out of your worldview, how you see the world, how you see life and how tr- humans should treat each other. And, and so everyone does this. E- even if you're an atheist, you bring that worldview into your into your politics. So I guess that's why I asked James. I'm curious. Yeah. How do you, how do you see your faith inform, uh, inform your politics? And Joey, same for you. Like, um, is there some sort of core belief that you hold on to when you think about politics, something such as, uh, we should end racism or people should treat each other fairly, or, uh, we should stop crime. You know, like those some can become these big beliefs that then affect how, how you vote. Hmm. Well, looking from a non-Christian side uh, and seeing someone talk about, say they bring the full uh, religious side to politics, I, I will probably, depending on what they're saying, not vote for them. And that sounds really harsh, but I can explain that right now. Is Say, for example, they have a really big religious uh, point that they want to bring into the culture as, as a whole. Um, maybe Christianity is not a good example in this one, but say uh, the Islamic state, they, there's someone in the Islamic state that wants to be uh, president of the Netherlands and they want to bring all the holidays that they're applying to their, their faith uh, to us. Like I will not vote for them because I don't believe in those holidays. I don't want to follow them. I mean, they're free to do so, but don't force something that's not my thing onto me but if, if it's forced on, I will not follow that. And that's hmm. why I will probably not vote for that kind of person. And that, that's the point of, I guess, the, that's like the conclusion of democracy, isn't it? Like you, as a society, society believes certain things in terms of morality and what should and should not, and how that should be acted out in terms of what is and what isn't law. Um, and like some people, and it happens in the States and it happens in the UK. And I guess it happens over here. Like show that this is my moral and religious belief. Vote for me if you want to. Don't vote for me if you don't want to. And people will decide that. And that's how people will get it. Um, and yeah, kind of there's a. So that means that in some areas there are uh, people who do have religious convictions, which people disagree with, but they've got in through a democratic process. And then in other places, there's people who have vehemently disagree with um and that they've got in through a democratic process and that's how it should be and you've got to persuade people of your point of view um yeah while being respectful which doesn't always happen no i fully agree with that because um especially with morality so that one guy that's a racist yeah will not vote for him especially not now that i'm so deep into why uh, people are so affected by it. Like knowing that I will never vote for him. He can have the biggest and grandest standpoints on the planet that I'm like, oh yes, I really want those things. 
but another party can do that as well if they if they want to jump on that as well. I don't really need him as my leader, even though he might say great things. The things that are bad are uh, overruling that. This brings me to a follow-up question. Do you guys vote more on what you don't want to happen or what you do want to happen? Hmm. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah. It's a, it really, yeah, it, it differed over years. Some years I voted more on what I wanted to happen and other years I just voted for what I wanted to happen least. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Like, yeah, I voted, yeah, kind of, it's always, you, you assess what's happening in the world and like, yeah, is, is it for me last time? It was like, I don't want any of this. So I'm, but I would need to vote. So that's why I'm spoiling my ballot. And then sometimes you're actually excited about the prospect of something. Yeah, I think I'm close to you, James. Um, I know that there was a lot of uh, people that I knew in this last election in America that were like, I don't like the other person. Therefore, I'm going to vote this way for the better of the two evils, whichever way they, they voted. So it was like uh, bad and worse kind of thing. It's so like, well, I'll vote for bad because I really don't want worse. And uh, yeah, I guess it maybe depends on on, on who's running that there are some times where you, yeah, you get very excited. Uh, you're like, oh, this person really can't change something. Or you're like, this is the better of the two options. Um, what I've noticed is often that there's, there's single issues as well that really override what people, yeah, how they see things. Somebody who is uh, strong on the environment, it's like, it doesn't matter what else they're saying. Like they, we want somebody who is going to, protect the environment or uh, like it could be about abortion. If you, if they have this stance on, on abortion, that's, it's like a single issue vote kind of thing. Um, so I don't really know. I guess I, maybe I haven't voted enough to fully know. Um, but I, I think I'm, especially in the American system, I'm okay with voting third party to send a message of we need reform within our two party system. We need more options. Can't just have like these as the only options. So, uh, libertarian might be where I go. Clear, an clear answer, Scott. <laughs> that also makes sense because we, uh, again, I'm not a hundred percent right because I don't vote every time it, it's on. But I feel like every we can vote uh, here every year. Sometimes every half year for stuff. We can vote on a lot of things, so we have a lot of things to think about. But for you, it's like every four years, so that's totally different. So you've only voted tw twice, three well, times? Well, and, and it's every two years. Um, but yeah, presidential is every four. Uh, every two years, you're, you're voting for issues or, um, yeah, representatives, Senate or Congress. Yeah. Learned something new today. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, and I guess it is different. Your thought process is different, like, for voting in the election where you're voting for a party or like a, sort of like a general election compared to a referendum. So like we had the uh, Brexit referendum a few years ago in the UK and my thought process there was actually, like, it's a lot, a lot easier when you're voting on a single issue, like that comes back to single issue voters, when you're voting on a single issue, it's very easy to think, what, what do I actually like or dislike about something compared to a parliamentary election where you are voting on all sorts of issues and all sorts of things. And it's kind of, 
it can become the best of the worst worst world as opposed to the black and whiteness of a referendum um. yeah definitely and the big thing with a, a big issue like brexit uh, i can imagine is that there's so many things that come with that as well it's not just oh are we doing this or not it's also like what the, what will the economic uh, system look like uh, what sort of other changes will come up there's so many yes. things to think about so it's not like black and white yes or no yeah, it's all difficult. Voting, yikes. <laughs> Who really knows what to do? <laughs> but go, right? vote, go vote, because it's important, because you don't want, if you don't vote, then uh, it's, uh, you can't complain. It's true. You yeah. lose the right to complain if you don't vote. Oh man, that's something we're all agreeing on, so that's great. Because I know a lot of people that don't vote, but complain their ass off. And I'm like, you need to shut up and sit down because you don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all end by uh, just throwing out there something that we're taking away from this episode. Something we're, we've learned, been challenged on, discovered. Joey, I think I really appreciated your answer to what was your thoughts on Jesus and the Bible. And um, I think it's eye-opening for me to see unfortunately, how probably widespread um, just like a general uh, lack of knowledge, I think, about how the Bible is or, or how it was put together, um, how it came to be. And so then it makes sense that people are like, well, this is not credible if, if they're thinking, yeah, it's been changed over time. Or, and then it makes sense that they're just like, Christians are nuts. Why would they believe these things? Um, so yeah, I just, I think it, it shows me that, um, you know, and I, and I recognize, I probably have this about a, a whole bunch of religions. I've got some cousins, yikes, shout out to my cousins who are Mormon. They might take me to task on the things I've said in this podcast, uh, at which point I would welcome it. I could have been speaking out of my ignorance about what the Book of Mormon said or what shifted. And, um, but it's almost like we need to be voicing our ignorance, hypothetically, uh, or are just our first impressions, which is kind of what you did, Joy. I think I really appreciate it. Um, like you just said, well, this is what I think. This is, this is where I'm at. And the more we voice that, the more we can actually learn more and more. So I think that's what I'm taking away right, is it's, it's just always a good thing. No, no matter if you feel like you don't know what you're talking about or not, to just say, well, here's what I think. And someone can tell me if I've got it wrong or if I need to see something differently. So Trout Cousins, feel free. Come at me. Next episodes got on the hot seat about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple of things that go through my mind, but I think the thing that stood out uh, for both podcasts is uh, James, how interesting it is to actually listen to you because you sound like an intelligent, well thought man, and you definitely know what you're talking about, which made it a lot it's of just- fun to do this podcast. It's just the accent. It's the English accent. It tricks everyone. <laughs> it gets me yeah. every time. I'm like, he's so smart. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not. I'm, I'm from, I'm, I'm provincial, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I think it's always good for me to just like, I don't, certainly less than I once did. I don't process these things out loud a lot with people, especially people who disagree with me. Um, and it's been great to kind of come on and like have this conversation where people are listening and being respectful and actually hearing each other out, which is always fun. So yeah. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure. 
yeah, it was also a pleasure for us to have you on. Feel free to come back anytime. We're always down for a conversation. Yeah, for real. Nice. Well, James, thank you. Joey, thank you. And to all you listeners out there, the soon to be 10,000, uh, thanks for listening. This is Between Two Worlds, a podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Bye. Yeah.